Welcome back to the MetaMinds podcast, where we empower you to live the life of your dreams. And today we're talking about community and the importance of community and and how it can, in fact, actually save your life. Now, with what's been going on over the last couple of years with a global pandemic, now more than ever, we are more isolated and more disconnected than we ever have been. There's, you know, social distancing, which is a physical isolation from, you know, closeness of a human being. Um, But there's also elements where there's more working from home. um, There's less just physical connection in in general where you don't actually get to see people as much as you you previously would be able to. Um, And with that, a lot of people have gone online. So there's obviously communities online that can hopefully try to encourage you to feel a little less isolated. But even they have downfalls. Um, So I guess the thing here is, is really recognizing the the importance of just being closely connected with the community um, and how sometimes, you know, our actions, I know I'm guilty of this, I know a lot of people I talk to are, are guilty of this, will feel that we're trying to connect with people by just talking on social media. And there's a place for that, but also like you're not getting that sense of belonging. You're not getting those those actual physical cues that you would be getting when you're sitting with another person like it's not actually telling your brain that you're belonging and you're connected like you may feel that on a small level but you're actually not getting that true release of you know the oxytocin to feel connected to another human being like it's limited you're getting more of that dopamine hit feeling like you're connecting but are you actually connecting absolutely and so you know when it comes to community like we're not saying you know go to church every sunday Although there's value in that, for that's sure, a massive for sure. Community. And I have, you know, have have you know something to say about that. Mm. Um, but like, like it sounds like this big, really scary thing. But what we're talking about here is like building community on a small scale between you and your immediate friends group, so that you can, you know, fulfill these basic human needs. That if you don't have, you can go to really dark places pretty quickly. And this is what we're saying: in that community can save your life, because obviously now that we're more disconnected than ever. It's much easier for your brain to try and fill that disconnection with other things such as short-term, you know, dopamine pleasures, you know, Instagram, all sorts of things to do with the internet, Netflix, food, you know, drugs, whatever it may be. Your brain tries to fill the void of connection with all these other things in an attempt to actually have this connection. And, you know, as Dr. Gabamate says, the opposite of addiction is connection, Um and I would strongly recommend his book um, in the realm of hungry ghosts. Very fascinating um, about addiction in the downtown east side of Canada, where he talks about all these things. If you haven't heard it, Dan, honestly, check it out. But um, yeah, so what we're talking about here is building community on a small scale. And um, as we said, you know, we're more kind of disconnected than ever. But um, how do we actually build this community on a small scale? Mm. So I think what you alluded to there was the people in your immediate vicinity. So your friends, your family, whoever you spend the majority of your time with, it's all about enhancing those connections. So it's all about, you know, taking the time to actually listen to that other person, not let it be a one-sided conversation where they don't feel valued. It's all about like creating that sense of, you know, if things are really tough, I can talk to that person openly and they will give me the space to talk about it. Um, and, you know, just reflecting on my experiences, like like I mentioned in the podcast before, the last couple of weeks, I had some really low days. Now, in those moments, I reached out to some people to connect and try to talk with them. 
And I'm very blessed that I have people that go, okay, Dan, let's catch up and talk that through. That must be hard. But that's not always the case with people. And potentially you could actually be part of that problem yourself. You know, like if you as a person, someone reaches out to you and you're uncomfortable with someone telling you, oh, I'm really struggling at the moment and you just want to push that away, you're not actually encouraging community within your small knit group because you might not have, you know, when you think about the modern world, like there's more people than ever living in suburbs around us. There's so many people in our vicinity, but how many people actually know their neighbors? How many people actually make the effort to go, hey, how is your day going? Um, so I think it's just making sure that you you spend that time, that really quality time to create that sense of connection, that oxytocin release, sit with a valued friend and just talk to them openly about things. I think that's like one of the first things you can do because that's the thing that you potentially already have, but you might not be valuing that connection as much as you should be. Absolutely. And, you know, I've noticed in myself and also a lot of other people that because of this <clears throat> global pandemic, it has become much easier to just like cancel on plans. Like I remember once upon a time, you'd be like, you'd say to someone, you know, yeah, next week at this time, at this place, we'll see you there. And then you don't have to say anything else and that person will just be there. You know what I mean? But now, like 10 minutes before something, you know, you've confirmed it three times and 10 minutes before, it's like, you text them like, hey man, see you in 10 minutes? Like, is this still happening kind of thing? Because people just go, oh, but I didn't get the confirming thing 10 minutes before. So I assumed it was canceled. So I'm still laying in bed, like haven't put any clothes on yet. You know what I mean? And it's just like, However, this happened, like humans have become lazy because of the immediate connection we have with each other on the internet. And um, if you can recognize that and actively, you know, just actually plan to catch up with friends more often, you know, weekly or, you know, fortnightly, whatever works for your schedule, actually include it in your routine to be like, okay, who am I going to connect with this weekend? You know, what are we going to do? You know, for example, like, you know, we just, we can just sit here and talk all the time, but some people need an activity to do it around. Um, but then the other thing is when you're in that mode, actively have your phone away from you because that's huge. Because again, like when you're alone, as I alluded to before, like, you know, your brain is just always looking for like any attention that will grab. And then, you know, that's the whole thing is like, it's just stealing your attention. So if you can actively like put on airplane mode, put it away, put it facing down at least. And that will just show to the other person. You're like, yo, I'm here to connect with you but it will also allow for less distractions and allow for a deeper connection, you know? Mm, that's exactly right, man. And there are definitely people out there that probably haven't experienced the true essence of a connection, unfortunately, and some people might not know what that feels like. But there are definitely people out there that would know the difference between a genuine connection where they feel like they belong in that space with that other human being and, for example, with the phone where you're sitting with someone and they're regularly replying to other people. You know, it shows that they're, they're fractured and they're fragmented. They're not actually with you. They're always connected to the internet. Or they're always connected to their phone, which subconsciously and consciously says they actually don't care. They don't want to sit with me and talk to me. But also could be an addiction. 100%. And they might not even be aware of that. You know, that might just be their default. Um, and, you know, like I, I'm very intentional that I try, I really try my hardest when I'm with another person to not play on my phone. I really do try. Um, and, and I think because I know how it feels when someone comes across that they don't care or they don't value you. Um, and I think, yeah, what you said there is, is so important to really make sure that you're present with that person. Show them that you, you care about them. It doesn't have to be you actually saying to them like, Eamon, I really, really appreciate you. That's valuable and that's beautiful. But not everyone can say that, you know, so just show it through your actions, show that you really do care about this other person, um, because that 
in it in itself, oddly enough, is going to make you feel so much better about yourself and your your sense of community. So there is an element of a protective factor to doing that. Like, yes, it's selfless and you're trying to sit with someone, but it also directly impacts on you and improves your overall experience of life. Absolutely. And, you know, something we've said on the podcast before, you know, you're in this social connection element. And, you know, if you actively listen, that's the first thing. And then ask follow-up questions. That's the second thing. Again, this is fantastic for your ego as well. <laughs> um, but yeah, if you, if you are actually actively li- listening to someone, Instead of this surface level, hey man, how you going? Yeah, good, yeah, sweet. It's like, hey man, how are you going? And you really like just actually let them know. Or if they give you a you know nothing answer, I'd be like, nah, but like, what's actually up? You know, like what's going on? Like, follow it up with that question, because then they they get the feeling, oh, this person genuinely cares about me. All of a sudden, your connection is deeper, and you know, then they'll actually open up to you a little bit more. You'll become more emotionally connected, and guess what? They will ask you follow up questions, and they'll want to know about you because you're giving that time and, and actual attention which is of huge value at the moment <laughs> to them. Mm, that's exactly right. And it's all about, I guess, modeling what you would expect others to do to you. So it's the idea that you're, like you just said, you know, if you're going to be present and listen to them and sit with them and, and allow them, you know, to either talk to you or you talk to them, like it, it's a, a modeling thing. It works both ways. If you're going to be really abrupt and rash and, and kind of just cut them off or talk about yourselves, then you can't expect that they're going to be open you know, to, to kind of reciprocate a, a loving way of being because it, it comes across as you're kind of undervaluing them, I guess. Um, but just quickly on that point, like we're, we're talking here about being with someone um, and talking with someone, but I think you made a really valuable point that some people don't actually work very well in that situation or they feel uncomfortable. So making sure that you you allow an activity to be, to be the kind of glue that allows that connection to, to I guess, grow um, and, and it's really, really relevant in a lot of therapy and especially working with men. Like I'm not generalizing here. It's a very common thing that men really struggle to open up, talk emotionally and, and be genuinely, you know, allowing that divine energy of themselves to just be open to the world. They, they hide that away. It's conditioning. It's, you know, everything that's influenced men to kind of act that way and show that tough upper lip. Um, so an activity can allow just connection to happen through action because you're side by side potentially doing an activity but you're still connected with that person. You're still doing something together. Um, and then maybe that, that conversation can then come later. Um, but just recognizing that maybe, you know, if we're encouraging just, just sit and talk to them about it, like they might actually reject that yeah. because that's uncomfortable for them. And then in turn, you're going to feel like you don't belong or connect with them. So I guess it's just recognizing what your friends are like, what you're like, um, and what kind of communication styles actually work for you and the people around you. Yeah. Yeah. Let's play video games and then, you know, so we're not staring into each other's eyes and then yeah. we can, you know, Talk, talk shit, whatever, or let's go for a hike, you know, and then all of a sudden you're doing something active as well, which is obviously another beneficial thing to you. Um, but yeah, in terms of building community, like just I find, I don't know, I've just been fascinated by this idea specifically lately because it is so clear that it's like I have better habits and routines and feel more mental clarity and just generally more present and happy in my life when I spend more time connecting with people. It's just that simple. And it's easy to forget about and it's easy to, you know, yeah, just push to the side and not realize. And it's easy to think that you are connecting with people because you post a story and four people respond to it and you have a little chuckle, but you're not actually getting connection out of that. And so to take it one step further, you know, it, it might be hard enough for you to, to get to what we're talking about now, but it's like if you have a few friends, you know, invite them all over. Yeah, but let's bring a plate of food. Let's sit down, maybe play some board games. You know, and then and then you can have some one-on-one time with different people or 
you know, let's go crazy here for a second. Actually tell them that you want to make it more of a communal event and you want to, you know, bring out the community in that group of friends and say, guys, you know, I'd like to talk about this right now. Like, how do we feel about that? And maybe you talk about a particular topic and then you, you know, pass some sort of tor torch uh, to somebody else or something and then maybe they talk about a particular topic and it doesn't have to be my feelings or anything like that, you know? And it doesn't have to be this crazy deep emotional, you know, healing. I mean, it can be that though as well. And th this is the point that I was going to make on church is that it's like, like church is actually an amazing idea. Like imagine if, you know, our actual communities, like different, our, our suburb had a Sunday church, but wasn't based around a particular belief system. It was just based around the beliefs that we should all connect as humans. And this is, you know, what we're talking about in terms of like self-development and today we're going to talk about this or today we're going to talk about that or this is how you can contribute to the community. Just imagine how much happier everyone would be. Just the opportunity to meet other people, like-minded people, because that's the other thing. If you don't have many friends right now, it's pretty hard to find fantastic friends because then also say you finally actually get to the point where you're going to invite somebody, you know, to meet up and it's like a guy-to-guy -guy thing, you know, it's like on the internet. And then you have to confirm with them five times before that, you know what I mean? And they're like, oh, bro, I thought it was canceled. You know what I mean? Like, it's just so hard right now to find that. So that's what I'm saying. If you can actually cultivate this small church group by yourself, I don't want to call it church. That's not what it is. But, you know, just building community. Like, it's going to be positively affect your life. Mm, yeah, 100%. And, like, it reminds me of this little small community that I was a part of through um, – some of the counseling work that I've done. It, where, was, a, it was a cult, guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, where there was like some isolated people in the community and they basically would band together. We would meet up in a, a neutral place that was working for everyone. You know, we, we had a conversation about what, where's a good midpoint. And then it's just all about playing board games. You know, like sometimes we sit there in silence, but I still feel like I'm part of something. And I know that they still feel that because even though we may not be talking, we're still being together. And I think just that like it's it's all about that it's about the the physical spacing of it like we briefly touched on internet communities i think there's obviously still value in connecting with people all over the world whether that's relatives whether that's friends that you've made online through games or whatever that may be but you are really missing like a fundamental like a, a key aspect of what connection is all about and that's being with another human being looking into their eyes really expressing what you're going through and allowing them to listen, allowing them to express back to you. That's something that's really hard to replicate in an online world. Um, so yeah, I think from those experiences I've, I've had, um, that's really beautiful as well because you know some people may feel that when they sit with people, if we've got some, I guess, deeper thinkers out there in the audience, they may want to go into an interaction and feel like they can share deeply with another person and they'll then share back deeply with them. And I know that I'm guilty of this sometimes. Sometimes I expect the conversation to be really deep and us to really unpack certain things every time every time Dude, we'll be at the gym like mid-workout <laughs> me and dan there's like 50 people around me and we're just talking about the deepest of things yeah yeah exactly <laughs> and that's like one of my things that potentially gets in the way of real connection because you can't expect that of other people all the time it's just unrealistic and i think when you know that example i said before when i sat with a community of people who felt really isolated in themselves they didn't necessarily want to talk too much but there were smiles, you know, there were laughs, there were us playing games and talking about general things. And I know that that was a sense of community to them and that was a repeated thing that would happen. Um, so even just that, like you said, allocating time to just go, hey, can we catch up this weekend, the group of us, and we're just going to sit and play games together. It's like that 
potentially could start to shift your mindset and make you feel a little bit more connected, which is one of those key ingredients that so many people are lacking right now. Absolutely. And I suppose like something we've chatted about but haven't specifically said is that a lot of communities are built around particular things. So for example, if you're into some sort of sport, say it's soccer, and you don't and you're not a part of a soccer club right now, that's probably a fantastic place to start. You know, or if it's a chess club, you love chess, fantastic, join a chess club. You're gonna be around people that are like minded. And the feeling that you get when, as you said, when you're a part of something and you feel like you're a part of something when everybody around you at least has one shared belief, and that is that chess is dope, yeah. you know, or something like that. <laughs> you know, like they might all be Nazis, but they love chess, you know, like nah. That's what I'm saying. So ultimately what we're saying is here is, you know, building community could save your life. And to take it one step further, building community could save somebody else's life. Because, you know, if you're feeling lonely or if you're not feeling lonely, then chances are there's somebody, you know, out there, probably very close to you that does feel that way, doesn't know how to address it, doesn't know what the solution is, and you could save their life or at least improve their mood and your own by just connecting with them. Yeah, 100%. And and if you do need additional one-on-one support, I do actually offer counseling services as well. So you can go to the MetaMind socials or the website um, and book a session in. I think, again, like we've mentioned in previous podcasts, it's all well and good when it's working, but when you don't have anyone around you and you keep trying and you keep getting knocked back, it's very hard to just go, yeah, I'm going to try again. So I think sometimes having someone that you can talk to who's neutral can, can really help you take a different approach or try something different or, or maintain some of that hope. Because when hope's lost, that's when it's really hard to keep actioning change. Um, so yeah, that, that's another service that's available as well. Perfect. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you on the next episode.